0: This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. Day six of the 2023 U.S. Open is on the horizon. Final day of the first weekend. Look, day six falls always in this tough spot on the calendar. It's the opening day of the college football season. But on today's show, I'm going to make the argument for why you must, yes, must have multiple tabs open. One tab. To follow your college football team of choice. For me, always, it is the Michigan Wolverines. The other tab, though, has to be open to follow the many fantastic matches on the schedule. This is. To date, my favorite day we've had at this 2023 U.S. Open. I have eight different matches in my extraordinarily fun category on day number six. Of course, I want to get into all of the matches. We're going to stick with the preview format we rocked yesterday. I'll try to do, I don't know, about two, three minutes on all 16 of our singles battles. Yesterday, we were able to get this podcast in in under 35 minutes. I believe I'm going to be able to do the same thing for all of you today because, again, this is supposed to serve as a preview. I want you guys to all be at least aware of the backgrounds of all these players coming into the match. What is the career head-to-head between these opponents? We'll get into all of those things here on today's show. Again, I'm going to offer thoughts, predictions for all 16 of our singles matches. I've divided things into categories. Again, I have eight really fun matches on the day. I have four heavy favorites, two seeds on upset alert and then the rest that yes you'll want to follow but maybe you'll catch the highlights of afterwards again we'll get into everything day six here on today's show of course for recap content head on over to the mini break podcast feed like rate subscribe review each of these shows keep waiting for that Great Shot Podcast rating number to match that of the Mini Break Podcast feed. I know a lot of you listen to both. You'd be doing a massive favor for all of us here at Cracked Rackets by going to fill that out, leaving a review. It is always very much appreciated. Again, recaps available on the Mini Break Podcast. Previews always here on the Great Shot Podcast feed. A shout out as always to Westoff for making it all possible and You know, again, a shout out to you listeners for tuning in day in, day out. With all of that said, let's get into it. Here's what's on the schedule. Day six of the 2023 US Open. Let's start with those eight must-see matches. Again, these are the ones where maybe you don't watch the entire thing. I think for the first three, four in this category, you're going to want to watch from start to finish, at least watch a full set of these matches, but these are the ones you clear the calendar for, make sure all of your Saturday chores are taken care of. Excuse me, clear the calendar for, make sure all of your Saturday chores are completed by the time these matches get underway. Let's start with my favorite women's match and favorite match overall on the day. 17th seeded Madison Keys, Take it on 14th seeded Ludmilla Samsonova. Look, Madison Keyes is in the midst of a career year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Does she have the signature Slam final run under her belt as she has in past seasons? No. But Madison Keyes, 28 years old, sitting at 17 in the rankings, she's 30 and 11 overall on the year. She's won 73% of her matches. And, you know, again, she's shown up pretty well at all of the Slams thus far. Quarterfinals at Wimbledon, where she was knocked out by Sabalenka. I believe it was round three in Australia, three-set loss to Vika. Second round Roland Garros, three-set loss to Kayla Day. Not the best, but you know, again, you look for her quarterfinals. DC, you know, tough losses. Uh, tough loss to Mertens in Cincinnati, but you know, again, Mertens is still alive in this event, so I guess you take that one with a grain of salt. Record speaks for itself, 30-11 and 11 overall in the year. You look at what she's done at the big hard court events, obviously started with a big run at United Cup, but quarterfinals Dubai as well. Look, we know what Madison Keys is capable of when she's playing her best tennis. You look right now at the statistics, Madison Keys, one of just three players who ranks top 15 in both hold and break percentage. It's her, it's Iga, it's Coco Gauff. Madison Keys has played a really good ball this season, particularly when she has the ball rolling early in an event. And look, that's exactly what she has as she blitzes through opening round matches and straight sets over Aronxa Roos, over Yanina Vickmeyer. Obviously, Ludmilla Samsonova is a completely different challenge. And Look, Samsonova is in the midst of a career stretch, continuing to rise to her peak, the 24-year-old Samsonova, 15 in the world. Obviously, her career high of 12 came earlier this season. Did she defend her miraculous run from last year, titles in D.C., Cleveland? Not exactly, but semis in D.C., finals in Canada, straight set wins in rounds one and two over Lou Corponts, respectively. She's 18 and eight on, excuse me, she's, because uh, she's eight and eight overall on non-hard courts this season, so she's eighteen and eleven. There we go on hard courts this year, five and five against top twenty opponents on the surface. It's elite power. It's two players who have the right to dine at Serena Williams Power Tennis Country Club. Now they don't have membership because they don't have the Slam titles, but both players thrive at playing on their terms, at taking the ball off the other opponent's racket and taking the racket, I should say, out of their opponent's hand. I think Madison Keys is better straight up. The numbers say it. The eye test say it. She's just better at the return of serve. I think she generates better depth. I think she's more consistent on her return of serve. I think she's more consistent off of both wings on the return of serve in ways. The Samsonova forehand return can be so explosive, but it's also the side that sprays on her far more frequently. They're both solid as volleyers. Key's probably a little more comfortable hitting the swinging volley moving forward. Samsonova a little more comfortable knifing off the first. But again, they both know what they're doing, where they're going with their first volley. Obviously, both exceptional servers. You look by the numbers this year. Key's a little bit better than Samsonova, but she's a top 15 server as well. I think Samsonova is a little bit more fluid as a mover in the outer thirds. I think Keys absorbs pace a little bit better than Samsonova does, but again, you look at the career head-to-head between these two, it's 1-1 overall. Uh, Keys winning their matchup in Adelaide to start last season, 6-3 in the third, Samsonova 7-6 in the third in Berlin on her way to the title in 2021. I think 3 sets is the number. This is the best match on the day. Who I know this is so simple. Who makes more first serves? Who's able to play on their front foot more frequently? I think the answer to that question is Keys, not only because she is a little bit better on the return of serve, particularly when pressured by elite serving, but because she has the New York crowd behind her as well. I think Keys gets through this in a tight 3 sets. But again, this is going to be your best match of the day. Had to lead off the extraordinarily fun category. Keys, Samsonova, locked in. Certainly from a name perspective, Zverev Dimitrov belongs on this list. I have them at two. The 12th seeded Zverev, 26 years old, 12 in the world right now, but obviously coming off of injury, 40 and 20 here this season. But you look at the points race right now, Zverev top 10 overall in that points race. And in fact, should he earn a victory in his round three match tomorrow, Zverev will uh, will leap back in front. He and Taylor Fritz right now separated by 20 points. They're in the same round one more victory for Zverev though he's then 200 points 205 to be exact behind Holger Runa with a lot of runway still to come for seventh look Zverev's been a top 10 guy this year semifinals in Cincy played Djokovic tight beats Daniil Medvedev three set win over Vukic four set win over Altmaier to get to round three yes the second set was classic shaky grand slam Zverev but he looks fit he's hitting the serve well Again, he's hitting the forehand fluidly, and this is a matchup he's dominated. He's five and one in the career head-to-head against Dimitrov. He's won the last five. Now, Dimitrov's having his best season since 2017. You look for Grigor, 32 years old, only 19 in the world, 29 and 15, winning 66 percent of his matches. But again, you look for Grigor overall, that 66% win percentage. That's his best number since 2017 when he won 72% of his matches and won the Tour Finals. Now, you look for him, fourth round Wimbledon, lost to Runa in a tight four, fourth round Roland Garros, lost to Zverev in straights. He's performed well at the most recent majors. Now lost to Zverev 2 and 2 in Cincy. That's concerning. Did make the semis in DC, so does have some hardcore success to lean on. And, you know, again, comes back from two sets to love down again against Mulchan in round one. Just out physicaled Murray in round number two. It's a bad matchup because Zverev can play with elite pace on the serve through that Dimitrov backhand. And then, you know, again, anytime. Dimitrov wants to slow things down. You're just not going to out-physical Alex Zverev in a 3 out of 5 set format. Now again, Zverev's 5-1 and one overall. They've played twice this year. Zverev beat him straight sets both times. Roland Garros and Cincy. Zverev is 3-1 and one against him on hard courts overall. Dimitrov's won to win 2014, though, on indoor hard courts. It's a bad matchup for Grigor Dimitrov. That said he's playing very well. This match will be tight just because if it's 4-all, you know Dimitrov is going to Take one of those four all-set scenarios. I'll take Zverev in a tight four. That's never in doubt. I do think Zverev advances to the eventual head-to-head with Sinner. Once Sinner gets through Stan Wawrinka, a match we will get to in a little bit. But again, Zverev, Dimitrov, I'll take Zverev in a tight four. I just think the serve through the backhand, again, his ability to match Dimitrov's physicality, his ability to, anytime that backhand is sliced into that Zverev backhand wing, just drive through that ball fluidly both down the line and cross I think he gets through in straight set uh in no you know what I'm gonna say no four sets four sets is the final numbers Virov gets through that's match number two we'll go a little bit more quickly through these next two now I do think those are your two must-see matches on the day but you know next up how about Pagula versus Svitolina quietly their fifth matchup in their careers and here's a fun fact three players born in 1994 Jessica Pagula. On Jabir, Alina Svitalina. Pagula's the oldest, February ninety-four. Then Jabir, Then is actually the youngest of the bunch. And it's crazy because she actually has 17 titles to I don't know how many Pagula has. I think Jabir has four. P- Jabir obviously the two slam finals, which neither Pagula nor Svidalina have. It's a fascinating who's had the best career discussion. It's what I would have again in my tennis barber shop this week. Pagula three and a one against Svidalina. Uh, they went two and one head-to-head in 2021. Pagula a three-set victory over Svitolina in D.C. earlier this summer. You look for Pagula, the number three seed, yet to drop a set in wins over Georgie and Teague. Currently at her career high of three, as the 29-year-old, she's 45 and 14 overall in the season, winning 76% of her matches, going to just about qualified for the year-end finals for another consecutive season. Doesn't lose before quarterfinals anywhere. You feel like, again, does Svitolina have a weapon to hurt Pagula with consistently? Now, certainly this is going to be a battle of physicality. Certainly Svitolina, much like Teague did early in that second round match, is going to tee off on some Pagula second serves that sit short. And you look for Svitolina, her comeback has been exceptional, already up to 26 in the world. 28 years old, 21 and 11 overall in the year. Wins over Freedson, then the three-set win over Pavlachenkova, obviously to advance to round number three. I just think it's Pagula's time to get a look at a Sabalenka. Obviously, that's who's on her side of the draw. Would love to see her in a final against Iga. Boy, wouldn't that be fun? Given the back and forths they've had this season, I think Pagula. Is just a better returner than Svidolina right now. I think Pagula's first serve is a bigger weapon and thus she's gonna be able to earn free points for herself more consistently than Svidalina does. I just think is a little bit better than at everything right now than Alina Svidolina is. This match is gonna be close. I think Pagula gets through like a three and six or a four and five sort of number. Uh, give me Pagula to advance in straight sets to another fourth round at a major. Next up on my list, I have Nicolas Yari versus Alex Diemenauer. More for the contrast of, in style of play than anything else. Obviously, Yari, 6'6", is the 27-year-old, world number 25. He's 34-15 and 15 in what has been a career season. Wins over Van Asha. Alex Mickelson, the two teenagers in four sets to get to this third round. I mean, again, in the midst of a career year, his serve, his forehand will keep him competitive in every match that he plays because his weapons are that big. hour has been one of the 10 best hardcore players in the world by the numbers. Obviously, he made the Canada final, but you look at the tennis abstract stats leaderboard, you want to look at just wins leaders on hard courts here in 2023. Goes Medvedev, Fritz, Sinner. Tommy Paul and Alex demon Hour are both tied with 25 wins coming into the third round. Now Tommy, as of this recording, beats Davidovich Fokina, so he's one up on Demon Hour, but a win by Demon tomorrow. He'll tie Tommy for the fourth most wins on hard courts amongst top fifty players on the ATP tour this season. He's been that good. Dominated Wuy Bing in round two after stumbling a bit in round one against Skatov. 35 and 18 overall in the year now. But you know, again, you gotta remember what 25 of those 35 wins have come on hard courts. Epitome of physicality. Just there's not a ball Alex Diemenauer can't track down. And again, that's what makes this matchup so fun. Immovable force, unstoppable object. <sighs> I mean, I think Demon Hour gets through in straight sets. That's why it's in this. It's in this category just because it's going to be a fun contrast of the styles. This maybe could have belonged in the nerd category, but I'll take Demon Hour to advance. Uh, Demon Hour, by the way, two and zero in the career head to head. For those of you curious, beat him in Acapulco 2019. Beat him on grass courts at a Challenger in 2017. So you know, and by the way, they've played four tiebreakers in five sets. So it's going to be close. It's going to be fun. I think Demon Hour advances in three tight sets. Next match in this category, and again, I got eight really fun matches. You don't want to miss out on Vondrusova versus Alexandrova. Vondrusova, the Wimbledon champ, 3-1 in the career head-to-head. 24-year-old's currently at her career high of number 9, 38-12, winning 76% of her matches this year. Hasn't dropped a set uh, in wins over Han and Trevisan. She's taking on Alexandrova, who's had a really good year. Alexandrova, 29-15 and overall. 20 in the rankings, four off her career high of 16 as the 28-year-old coming off of a final in Cleveland. Really good three-set win over Fernandez, which she backed up with a straight set win over Serenko in round two. I get why Von Drusseva is 3-1 in this career head-to-head and beat her, by the way, earlier this year in Adelaide, 6-2 in the third. Von Drusseva can just get the ball out of Alexandrova's strike zone, whether it's low on the slice, whether it's high and loopy. Just nothing easy for Alexandrova to tee off on in her strike zone. And again, Alexandrova comes in with the biggest figurative weapons on the court. She hits the ball harder with better depth, with more, you know, impact in the court from the baseline than Vondrosova does. But Vondrosova carves you like a turkey. Vondrosova is going to mix in the drop shot lob. You know, again, you wonder how much gas is left in the tank for Alexandrova at this point, having played eight matches in about 10 days you need fresh legs when you face Van I don't think Alexandrova has that. Counter that with the matchup issues. I think Van gets in again in a tight straight sets. But I think Van moves through. And why is that on the list? Because again, lefty, crafty, creative, fun contrast of styles between her and Alexandrova. Again, Van 3-1 in the career head-to-head. Next up on the list, and I promise she wouldn't be an upset alert, so she has to be in this category, Anjabur. Taken on Marie Boshkova, the twenty-nine-year-old Jabir. Three set win over Noskova, Tight straight sets over Asorio to get to round three. It's twenty-six and eleven overall in the year. Five in the world. Top eight right now in the points race, but holding on for dear life to, I believe, that number seven spot right now. And yeah, again, the margins right now in the points race on the women's side. Excuse me, Jabir is eighth. There's actually a decent margin between her and Benchich, who's about 700, 650 behind. Ostapenko about 900 behind. But again, they're both still alive in this U.S. Open as well. And in the case of Benchich, she, like Jabirs, threw it around three. Ostapenko already threw it around number four as of me recording this. They're on the tail, and you know this is the last big opportunity. Not the last one. There's still San Diego. There's Guadalajara. But again, this is a massive opportunity for Jabir, who's defending finals points in the rankings, by the way. And Jabir's currently sitting at six, but that margin is a lot thinner. Von is 131 points away. So one if she does one victory better than Jabir at this U.S. Open moving forward, she will pass. Uh, she will pass Jabir. You know, Sakari is eliminated. Muhova in the round of 16, is about 400 points away. She's protecting that number six spot and that top 10 spot more broadly very, very tightly. So, you know, again, she's been dealing with some sickness, dealing with some illness, but she's managed to summon through. Pull out all the tools in the toolbox. Uh, really exceptional stuff from Jabur competitively just to get through her first match. And she'll need to summon all that again, taking on a Marie Bojkova, whose ranking is entirely slam results. Big run for her at Wimbledon. Now third round here at the U.S. Open. She's 31 in the world, 21 and 20 overall in the year. Now has had straight set impressive victories over Kruger and Martich thus far in the event. But, you know, again... Jabir going to have opportunity to dictate. Jabir going to have time in this match. The question is, does she have the patience? Does she have the physicality to pull through? These two faced off Wimbledon quarterfinals last year, a come-from-behind three-set win for Jabir. Because, again, Bojkova is going to track down the slices. Bojkova is going to extend the ball, uh, the rally, an extra shot. Boshkova is going to ask every question of Jabir. The slices, the on-the-rise forehand, it's all going to have to be in form I think this is the final. I think this is the final one. Jabur pulls through. I think round number four is where things start to get tricky for her, and maybe just maybe Chin Wen pulls through there. But I think Jabir gets through one more. I'll take her once. Uh, Tight straights, four and five. Jabur is through. I think if that match goes three, I will actually take the legs of Boschkova in that one. But again, that's match number six. Seven and eight, we can blitz through here even more quickly. Although again, I like the pace we're going at. I want to offer you thoughts on 16 really good matches on the day, as well as my predictions for each of them. No big upsets thus far. Again, it's been steady. That's the theme. You want to hear more on that? Go check out the mini break pod Sinner versus Wawrinka has to be on the list just because the names. Wawrinka stunning in a four-set victory over Tomas Martin at Chiveri. I mean, you know, again, four-set win for Wawrinka, who's had a pretty good summer. 49 in the world right now is the 38-year-old, 26-16 and 16 overall. For what it's worth, he has two victories over Sinner. Now, they both came back in 2019 pre-pandemic Sinner's beaten him twice this season, both in definitive straight set wins and beat him in four at Wimbledon uh, last year, first round. But three twos the career head to head. Sinner, 22 years old, 43 and 12 so far this year, hasn't dropped a set and wins over Sineko Honfman this event. He's at a career high of six. He's one of three guys, top 15 in both hold and break percentage. It's him, it's Djokovic, it's Alcaraz. Again, does Stan have the fluidity, the flexibility to handle the pace, the pressure that Sinner puts him under? So far when they've played this year on hard courts, the answer has been no. They played indoor hard courts, Rotterdam. They played outdoor hard courts, Indian Wells. I'd like to think the pace of these U.S. Open courts are somewhere in a happy middle. And I just think Sinner pulls through. I think it's straight sets. I think it's like a 4-3-3 three, and three sort of match as well. And Sinner cruises into week number two again after that. It's the hardest possible route. He'll probably go Zverev, Alcaraz. If he wins that, Medvedev. If he wins that, Djokovic. That would be Sinner's path to a first slam title. As difficult as it could get. I'll tell you what, if he wins it, there will be no more doubt. I think Sinner gets through in three sets uh, in this one. But again, Stans had a solid summer. Finals in Umag, yes on clay. But then round of 16, Cincy, a win over Tiafo, A really nice four-set win over Echeverry in round two. A really good straight set win over Nishioka round one. And if you go and watch that match against Echeverry, that was probably my favorite match of day four from a quality of play standpoint. Stan's playing good ball. Sinner's playing elite ball. Give me Sinner to advance in straight sets. Moe versus Draper is a massive opportunity because obviously, if your Jack Draper comes into the event outside the top 100 and reaching the third round, Draper uh, back up to number 119 in the world, he wins this. He's back inside the top 110. On the other hand, for Michael Moe, now at a career high, 78 is the 25 year old in the live rankings. He wins another match. He's up to 69 in the world. Again, massive opportunity for both guys. Mo, 25 years old, comes into this, ranked 89. Again, injuries have been the story. We know the former Boys 18's Kalamazoo champion. We know what he's capable of athletically. He's one of the 10 best athletes we have in men's tennis. His ability to track down that extra ball, his ability to crank a ball 120 at a moment's notice because he does have that sort of strength, that sort of twitchiness his ability to extend rallies, his ability to problem-solve, as he did against the serve of Isner in a five-set win. most playing the best ball of his career, as a 25-year-old should. He's had a, you know, again, from a name perspective, you face Hatchinov isner first two rounds. You're battle-tested coming into round three. Draper was better than Mo. I mean, to watch Draper just systematically eliminate Hubi Hurkats in straight sets in round number th- two, Look, Draper's dealt with injuries all year long. This guy has made a quarter at a 1,000-level event. He's been ranked as high as 38 in the world. Now he's 15-9 and nine this year, but... We know what the twenty one year old lefty is capable of. You're not gonna play through his backhand, and if you give him time on the forehand, he's gonna beat you, you know he's gonna crank one by you or set himself up perfectly to close at the net, which he does extraordinarily well. He moves really well for a guy his size. For what it's worth, Draper 1-0 in the career head to head. They played on a hardcore challenger in 4 lead. a three-set win for Draper, because again, you pressure Moe's backhand with pace, he's gonna pass you down the line and beat you to the spot he's going to come up with you know again he's mixed in more surf and volley now and he can crank the serve 130 so all you really got to do is make the first volley which he's just gotten so much better at it's a massive opportunity for both of these guys and again with Shelton winning today Tommy Paul winning today Francis Tiafo winning today whether if Fritz is a heavy favorite against Menzik tonight now Michael Mo if he gets through five Americans through to the round of 16 on the men's side All of them, 97s or later, it's something to get really excited about if you're an American tennis fan. There's already been so many things to get excited about, but we're finally getting that definitive slam run that's perhaps been lacking outside of everything else we've seen from the Americans this year. And we're pretty darn close to getting it at this 2023 U.S. Open. That's one of the subtle storylines that I've been emphasizing on the mini break as well. Is this is a breakthrough moment. Can Mo get through? I'd lean Draper in four But that's going to be a very physical match. Again, I'll take Draper to win that match in four sets. That said, those are my eight really fun matches on the day. The ones that, again, one tab, you have college football open in. The other tab, you have one of those matches on. Let's move now to the heavy favorites. I got four on my list. Sabalenka versus Burel. Twenty-five-year-old Sabalenka, number two seed, number two in the world, forty-six and ten overall in the year, has blitzed through Baraj and Zenevska. Now, former world junior number one Clara Burel, twenty-two years old, has had a really good tournament. Uh, wins over Dalahide, the win over Pliskova, the upset in round two. She's Twenty-eight and thirteen overall in the year, sitting right around her career high, top sixty in the world for the first time. 20, uh, you know, again. 22 years old, top 70 in the world. She's right where she wants to be. Very fluid athlete. Did a great job redirecting the first strike of Pliskova. Sabalenka is on a different tier of power. Sabalenka is on a different tier of physicality. Sabalenka is on a different tier of consistency right now. I don't think this is going to be any issue for Arena Sabalenka. I think she's going to cruise into week number two, having not dropped the set. I also just think, and by the way, Sabalenka 1-0 in the career head-to-head. I also think Alcaraz is just the worst possible matchup for Dan Evans. And, you know, again, you look in their career head to head. They've actually already played twice. Alcaraz a straight set win in Barcelona earlier this season, straight sets in Vienna at the end of 2021. By the way, Burrell lost to Sablanka 0-2 when those two faced off at the US Open last year. I don't think this result's gonna be any different heavy top spin into that one-handed backhand as well as Evans absorbs pace as well as he slices the ball he just gives Carlos Alcaraz too many time too much time to do Alcar- for Alcaraz to do the things he wants to do Alcaraz winning 90% of his matches this year 55 and 6 20 years old again he wins this US Open it's a pantheon level season for a 20 year old Evans 33, 16 and 21 overall in the year, but of course did win in DC a few weeks ago. Good wins over Daniel Galan, Botik Vandesen Shop to get to this round. This is where it ends for Evans. Alcaraz, much like Sabalenka, going to advance comfortably into week number two. Other seeds I have locked in. I mean, the way Daria Casacchina has fought through her set deficits at wins over Alicia Park, Sonia Kennan for the 26-year-old to get to this third round. She's now 31-20, and 20, 61% win percentage overall in the year, currently ranked 14, but again, to sustain a top 20 spot for two plus years in this era, damn near impossible. So really good run for the 26-year-old. I just don't know how and hurts her, the twenty-six-year-old world number ninety-seven, who's had an excellent year. in fifty and fifteen overall in the year. She comes through qualifying, gets wins over Venus, over Vickery. Now, when these two faced off in Granby last year, Casakina six seven, six four, six two, she advanced in three. I think this match is going to be another physical three-hour affair like that one was. No, I think Casakina gets through in a physical two sets, like a three-and-three three that goes two hours. I'll take Casakina in the battle of 26-year-olds. Again, Kasekina 1-0 in the career head-to-head. Minens had a really good run. I think this is where things add up for her. I think Kasekina steps on the gas pedal after surviving those two really tough opening tests. And then, you know, again, I'll take Nori, who's quietly had a really solid tournament. Cam Nori, the number 11 seed, number 16 in the world now, but 34-16 and on the year. That's better than I think in my head when I think of Cam Nori's season. Hasn't had a big result of late, but straight set wins over Shevchenko. Sue to get to round number three He's cruising. He's right where he wants to be heading into this third round. And very opportune matchup as he has a first career meeting against Matteo Arnaldi, the 22 year old Italian who's at his career high 61, 41 and 20 overall in the year. Two thirds rule has kept moving up the rankings. That's why he's at a career high. Gets a really good win over Fee in five sets in round two. Beats Jason Kubler in round one. He's solid. You know, again, moves the ball well around the court. You give him time on the forehand, he can smack through it. I like his technique. I just don't think he's ready to back up his five-set win over Fee against the physicality that is Cam Norrie. And again, Norrie, two straight set wins. I think Norrie cruises. Elkarez, Sabalenka, Norrie, and Daria Kasatkina, my four heavy favorites, I expect to uh, advance comfortably on day number six. In terms of upset alert. I got one weird one for you. Isn't Daniil Medvedev's game style a good matchup for 22-year-old Sebi Baez, the Argentinian who, of course, wins his first hardcourt title last week in Winston-Salem? It was the first time he had won consecutive hardcourt matches at a single ATP Tour-level event in his career. He earns wins over Chorich, Melgini-Elvez, but Melgini-Elvez retires after set two, so again, hes I think he's had time to rest and recuperate post-Winston-Salem heading into this battle with Medvedev. Look, the serve, the 6-6 Medvedev serve, it'll get up on Baez. That's going to be a problem. No doubt about that. But Medvedev has not served particularly well in this North American hard court stretch. And Medvedev likes to outgrind you from the baseline. And the one thing you cannot do against Sebi Baez is give him time on the baseline because he'll run around the ball, he'll find forehands, and he will bazooka that forehand by you. So again, I think Baez is going to keep this match closer than you think. Now, Medvedev is going to have opportunities on the return of serve, but again, he beats you with depth. And if Baez takes the requisite steps back, he'll have time to work his way back into rallies. He'll have time to be patient and, again, line things up on his terms. I think this match is sneaky close. I think it's a competitive four sets. Now, I do think Medvedev, the height advantage, the serve on these courts does make the Baez return of serve a A bit more difficult because he can get that ball on his uh, shoulder so quickly. But I think Baez wins more baseline points than people will be ready for. So I think this is a tight four-set win for Daniil Medvedev. But emphasis on tight. And I do think he has to be on upset alert tomorrow. Same for Chin Wen, just because I need to see it. And I've talked about her a lot of late. But the 20-year-old, world number 23, rock-solid season. Thus far, status quo in the best sort of sense that she's maintained a top 30 ranking, 27 and 16 overall. She wins a title in Palermo middle of July, wins over Podoroska, Canepi to get to round three. She's a favorite over 24-year-old Lucia Bronzetti, who beats Krejcikova, beats Elise to get back to 500. She's now 24 and 24 overall on the year. Look, Chinwen, 1-0 in the career head-to-head, was a straight set win in Monterey last February. Chinwen should win this match. But I need to see her get to this fourth run of the U.S. Open. I need to see her take care of business because there have been a few slip-ups this year. She has the serve advantage. Pace into that Bronzetti technique will pose a per- that she plays with what should pose a particular problem for the 24-year-old. I think Chin Wen should advance in straight sets, but it's on upset alert because, again, you got to see a 20-year-old win a match like this before you believe it. Those are the only two seeds I have on upset alert. Again, I think the real action begins— Come week number two, it's going to be a really fun time for tennis fans, and this is the this is the warm up day. This is the one to again get everything loose because we do have some really good matches on the schedule. Keys for Samsonova could be a quarterfinal. You know, again, like Pagula Kavita, excuse me, Pagula Svitolina could be a quarterfinal in my opinion as well. That said, last two quickly ones you'll probably catch the highlights of. I think Peyton Stearns beats Katie Bolter tomorrow. Stearns, former NCAA champion at Texas, 21 years old, currently at 59, but reached her career high 55 earlier this season, 41-17 and 17 overall in the year, She's winning 71% of her matches. Hasn't dropped the seven wins over Tomova Tawson. Bolter surviving in three over Wang Yafan, the 27-year-old also at 61 in the rankings, one off her career high. She wins her first title of, the se- uh, of her career this season, first tour-level title, wins over Perry again. Wang to get here. Stearns' serve, her forehand, her physicality are the three best weapons on the court. She has an American crowd behind her. I think Peyton Stearns gets through in straight sets, and I think she reaches the fourth round at a major for the first time in her career and consolidates a top 50 spot deservingly given the season she's had. And then Rublev Rinderkinesh. You know, again, Andre should win this match. Rublev, 25 years old, eight in the world, Career highs 5, 42 and 17. He has won 71% of his match this season. Wins over Kazo Montfi to get here. Rinder Kanesh got the retirement from Berrettini. Straight set win over Schwartzman. He's 21 and 22 overall, but won a challenger a couple of weeks ago and has earned, I think, 10 of his 21 wins since the start of, uh, like, the second week of July. So he's picked it up late, back into the top 75 as a result. You know, again, I think Rublev has the sort of weaponry that can get into the body of Rinder Kanesh and make him uncomfortable. Rinder Kanesh's serve will keep him in this match. I'll take Rublev in a tight three sets, but, you know, again... Do watch the highlights for all of these matches. You got 16 matches. They're all three. You can watch the short version, three minute highlights. That's 48 minutes. You hop on the exercise bike, hop on the treadmill, hop on the elliptical. You'll feel caught up. That plus the Mini Break podcast, you'll feel caught up on everything that's happening on any given day at the U.S. Open. Of course, with all of that in mind, those are my thoughts on all things. Day six at the U.S. Open, a day I think will be our best day day to date of course as always a shout out to our super producer daniel westoff for the f- of an editing job he does day in day out making all of our content possible a shout out as well to our dear friends at tennis point point.com the promo code is cr15 with all of that said for our fantastic super producer daniel westoff and from all of us here at both cracked rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin we hope you enjoy day six and you know what we say hey great shot We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.